This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This podcast is brought to you by Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off-road communications. Join the brigade at truckbrigade.com, the best of the best for off-road and overlanding gear. Rigid Industries, off-road lighting, own the night with Rigid. Radar Tires, an active supporter of the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and manufactured carbon neutral since 2013. And Smittybill Off-Road, providing high-quality products built for living the off-road lifestyle. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. Welcome back to the Anderson Overland Podcast. My name is Joey Anderson, and it has been an absolute honor to be the host of the Anderson Overland Podcast for the last two years. Today is a special day. It is episode number one of season three, and it has been absolutely a blast to do this with you guys. And thank you so, so very much for all the feedback and the shares, the likes, the follows, the the subscriptions, everything that you guys do, and um, just interacting with you guys on here and at the expos and events. It's just so fun. And I just so appreciate the loyalty and, and just continuing to grow this awesome podcast on here with just amazing people. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Today is going to be an awesome podcast with Ariana from Trails Off-Road. And I hope you guys just really enjoy the new uh, interviews coming up. We've had some great people over the last year or so, and uh, even before that. But uh, really, the bulk of it was the last year we really got the interviews going, uh, integrated in with the regular podcast. But I really, really enjoyed uh, these last couple of recordings. And Ariana was one of the the, the new ones here. Uh, we met them at Overland Expo and Flagstaff a couple weeks ago, and they're just great people. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast, and thank you again so much. Have a great, great day. Enjoy. 
All right. Welcome back once again to the Anderson Overland podcast. Uh, this glorious day today uh, is so beautiful outside. The temperature has been absolutely amazing here. And uh, I am privileged to be here with Ariana from Trails Off-Road today. We're going to talk about this awesome app that they developed and this resource to everybody. Welcome. How are, how are you today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me, Joey. Yeah, no, I'm stoked to have you here. I know we talked a lot at uh, Overland Expo and you were so awesome to provide us with a little like review video that I've been posting like crazy. So those of you guys that listen or that have that have been on our Instagram account, uh, I'm sure you've seen that the last week or so. And uh, just thank you so much for doing that again. That was awesome of you. So cool to run into people at the expo. And and uh, I try and do that every time I run into somebody or somebody recognizes me, you know, and like, hey, let's do a video because it's just so cool to, to be able to post that and just share, you know, other people's thoughts of, of what we're doing. So Welcome to the show, and uh, we'll just get right into it. I want people to know about this app. It is super rad. Um, I just recently um, started using it. Actually, I've known about you guys for a while, and you know, there's a, a plethora of other apps and things, and things of you know, uh, other resources available. But I really like how simplistic this app is, and. The, the way that you guys have laid it out, the suggested trails, the stuff that you've, you know, the uh, previous trails, and it just works really well. And I, I love that that you guys are, you know, stepping into this industry and trying to make, you know, uh, a change and, and step out ahead of everybody. So tell us about Trails Off Road and um, how you guys are kind of introduced to the industry and kind of how you it all started. For sure. Yeah. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there with simplicity. I mean, even with our name, right? It's just trails off road. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty easy to even remember that, but perfect um, name. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, trails off road was originally started by our founder, Todd Taylor, and, uh, we're a Colorado founded company, although our team is kind of spread out much like everyone else these days. Um, but I believe our, our, we started with a website and the website was first launched. I think our first iteration was launched in 2015. Um, and we were just a standalone website for quite a while. And it kind of all came about from Todd living in Colorado and, uh, you know, kind of one year during the spring when everyone's getting kind of antsy and trying to hit the trails and we're trying to wait out, you know, snowpack melt and everything. Uh, he was out looking for trails that were accessible. And on that day, he actually ended up bailing out three different vehicles. Wow. Yeah. They really just shouldn't have been in the place that they were. And, um, like one was even like an RV, you know, one was like kind of typical. (laughs) An RV. Like you hear the story, (laughs) somebody took their Camry up the mountain kind of thing. So, um, he, you know, he kind of got skunked that day and, didn't get to run any trails, ended up spending his day having to recover multiple strangers out of, you know, snowy and kind of treacherous situations. And uh, on that drive home, you know, he was kind of having that thought to himself of like, there has to be something out there that can tell people where trails are around them and keep them kind of updated on the situation with those trails and the difficulty and just you know, kind of be the epitome of no before you go. Yeah. And the way he tells it is, you know, by the end of the the drive home, he had had the the idea and that was the inception of Trails Off-Road. So it's awesome. I love that you guys recommend things too. What, what, something that I noticed that you don't see in, in I don't think any other app that I can re- remember or recollect, but 
one thing that that you guys do that I love is you recommend like what type of vehicle mm-hmm. you recommend like you know um you know what kind of uh like not recommend but you you uh show what type of trail it is right off the bat you know it seems like you know a lot of times you're given these trails on these apps or you see one on an app or or a map or something you're like ah you know maybe this is it just says you know fire road or just like a four by four you know off-road trail but then you get on it i know i've been on some out here and like the first hundred yards of the trail is like (laughs) a rock crawl that's like straight (laughs) up and you're like uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to drive my car back out of this after I'm done with this trail, you know? And so having those levels of, of experience, you know, trails on the the app and that recommendation recommendation upfront is so huge to me. And that's awesome that you guys are doing that. Cause that's so, that's so such a big deal for people that are just first starting out too, and are kind of just scratching the surface, you know? Yeah. And I would say, you know, um, a lot of people, when they first hear about trails off-road, they have a tendency to put us into kind of the navigation um, area of apps, you know, that right. just were another mapping app or another navigation app. And we're really kind of trying to change the narrative there um, because we're much more focused on the content that goes into right, right. that experience versus um, some of the other apps that, you know, most people probably have loaded on their phones that they're really wonderful products in terms of telling you um, where a road is or the just the fact that there is a road or trail somewhere, but they really can't tell you a whole lot more in terms of what you're going to experience when you're actually on that trail. Exactly. And that's where we're really trying to step in is to have a map that um, isn't overly detailed, but more than anything, our map shows you immediately a visual representation of the difficulty of the trails that we have mapped because you know it's it's a whole color-coded system so right away when you look at our product you're seeing green trails are going to be your easier and and you know orange is your more moderate red is your harder and so on and so forth so immediately you should already have a visual idea of what you're getting yourself into and then when you go into our trail guide then we hit you with nearly every detail you could probably want uh, about that trail in terms of the basics of just, you know, distance and elevation and nearest towns and whatnot, but then even past that, a write-up about the experience and the history of the trail, and then um, a short video on, and the video is usually, you know, kind of like GoPro and dash cam footage and stuff to give you an idea of the trail. And then we do waypoints. And that's kind of one of our other differentiators is that when we go out and do this mapping, we're essentially dropping waypoint pins for every turn or intersection, every dispersed campsite, every rock obstacle, water crossing, you name it. We are capturing the position of that and then also taking at least three photos of each of those as well and documenting that along with the description. So, I mean, ideally it should be like you literally have somebody from trails (laughs) off road sitting in your passenger seat with you uh, when you're, when you're out on these trails. And so that's that's what I mean when I'm talking about, like we focus on the content and the details less on the fact that, you know, this area has a couple hundred roads. That's wonderful. But we focus on, 
which roads kind of provide the most value and what's your experience going to be on those. Right. The data points is big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, there's been plenty of times that I've like mapped out a a location that we're going to go trail run for the day. And I'm absolutely looking at YouTube, you know, before Mm -hmm. I start using your app, um, you know, back in the day, just look at YouTube. Like, okay, is there anybody that's recorded this trail from start to finish? Right. And you know, you're usually like scrolling through, you know, like fast forwarding. Okay, that looks okay. All right, and let me yeah. see what this looks like. You know, and kind of yeah. seeing what what you're coming across because I mean, you never know what you're gonna you know come across on some of these trails, especially you know from season to season they change so much. You know, like the the terrain and the the washouts and the creeks and everything. Um, especially this year, my God, with the, the amount of rain and stuff we got on the West Coast or the you know yeah. the Western United States, um, a lot of these trails are different than than they're going to be last year. And and having those those data points, um, you know, and sometimes you know, obviously you can't update them every season, right. um, but having something to look at and be like, oh, this might be something that may be different now. This this creek or this section right. of this trail might be changed this this year because of the weather we got. So that's something yeah. that you know, as a driver or you know, somebody who's navigating, um, you know, you want to, you want to know those things. So you can kind of make that mental note, like, okay, or mark it on a map or mark it on the app. Like this might be a section that might be kind of sketch, you know, for a group, especially if you've got, um, you know, a bunch of beginner people out there with you or people that just aren't used to driving their off-road vehicles off-road. Cause we know that, you know, right. probably 80% of everybody that owns an off-road vehicle never takes it off-road. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, when they're like, oh, that sounds good. Let's go on a trail run. They've never yeah. done it. You know, be able to like prepare people for that. Like, hey, we, we, this is the section. Um, check out this video in Trails Off-Road. This is what it looks like. This might be a little bit, um, you know, intimidating, but it's going to be fine. Or, you know, hey, we might have some changes in the terrain because of the weather. Um, just want to give you guys a heads up. And, you know, I mean, from a safety standpoint, having those data points captured right off the bat is so important. I mean, so right. important. I mean, we don't and go we- into any situation, uh, you know, especially in my line of work, you know, in fire service, we don't go into anything unless it's pre-planned mm-hmm. um, and we know what's what we're coming across. Even like a fire, when we show up to fire, we're getting a big picture. Okay, what are we, what are we dealing with here? What, what are the reports? What's going right. on with the smoke? What's going on with the fire? Is this something that's tenable for someone? Is this, you know, are we going to be able to go interior or are we going to have to fight this from the outside? And same thing with trails. You want to gather that information before you head out. So you have an absolutely educated, um, you know, data set, I guess, if you will, um, so that you know what you're coming, you know, getting into. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that kind of touches on a lot of the battles that we kind of fight with, with our product. And and that is, so, I mean, there's, there's the acquisition and the documentation of the data right at the start when we're first mapping, which that's something that I guess I didn't even fully verbalize is every single trail that you find in Trails Off-Road has been physically driven by right. a Trails Off-Road crew member. Right. We don't crowdsource data and we don't purchase data from other places, you know, from government sources or wherever it may be. Wow. Um, everything is completely done entirely in-house. And so that alone is is a huge differentiator oh but, huge yeah so you know that's you're not that's just like, getting joe blow <laughs> that's right. like hey i think this is where this goes or this looks yeah, good you're yeah getting... we have a pretty stringent training process when it comes to people who who write for us and then and then that kind of leads into another question that i tend to get a lot is people say well you rated this trail you know a, a four out of 
10. Um, but what was your author driving or, you know, what, what kind of vehicle is that based on? Cause you touched on, we do the vehicle recommendations and whenever we're doing our whole rating system, it's not based on the vehicle that that specific driver had on the trail that day, because that's, <laughs> there's so many cases where that's apples yeah. and oranges, right? Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's based more on things like the actual terrain and the actual, um, I would say, you know, like the actual height of the rocks and no, we don't have a tape measure out there. I'm not out there like actually measuring the height of, of the obstacle. What, that you're what do you mean over. you're not out there measuring rocks? <laughs> I'm not doing my job. <laughs> um, but, but hey, did you guys hear trails off roads out there measuring rocks on their trail? <laughs> That's going to be a new merch piece of merch. Yeah. Like a brand yeah. You guys should measure. totally make a t-shirt that says oh, trails off road. We measure rocks or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But anyways. But I yeah, digress. so um, so yeah, so it's not based on the vehicle. It's based on uh, the actual, more the characteristics of the terrain. Right. Uh, and then when we're doing those vehicle recommendations, where we're keeping it somewhat general, you know, I'm not going to tell you if your, you know, 2011 Tacoma can make it up that trail. But will it, what I will tell you is that a um, a moderately modified vehicle with a large lift and larger tires is well suited for this right, trail. Right. Um, I'm not going to tell you that a vehicle specifically can or cannot do this trail, but it's just based on our suggestion. Right. Uh, and so there's, there's a lot that goes into that immediate gathering of information. Um, and then kind of going past that and kind of talking about the changes that happen in terms of trail conditions from season to season. I mean, you're absolutely right. One single storm can come through and completely change the face of a trail. And that's something that that's the whole purpose of why we even exist. And so we really rely on uh, our authors to be getting out on their trails. Uh, I mean, as frequently as possible within reason. Right. Right. But then also that's something where we really rely on the community we've built with our members. And so we, we do not allow our members to submit their own data or create their own tracks, at least not currently, right. but what we do really encourage and what we do allow is trail reviews. So we really, really love it when our members go out and run a trail and then leave a trail review after the fact with some photos and their experience. And what they can also do is if they got out there and a storm came through and there's a washout right after waypoint eight, they can take photos. They can write that in their trail review. They can even suggest a new status. Maybe the status of the trail was just open and they can suggest that it should be impassable or a temporary closure or something. And when a trail review is left, our author actually gets an email notification every time a trail review is left on their trail. And oh, wow. so if necessary, we can go in, you know, as soon as we see that feedback and uh, make changes. Right. So, and have yeah. as much up to date information as possible. Right. Yeah. That's always the goal, but it's and a big it's a big lift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I imagine, you know, in some cases your trail authors can go back and and go back through that trail and be like, you know, confirm like, oh yes, this is in fact the mm -hmm. issue or maybe this is something we shouldn't recommend right now or yeah. show a closure or whatever. So that's yeah. awesome. I mean, there's nobody else that I know of doing that. I mean, you know, no, especially like it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, especially like you said, I mean, to have the ability to have your own people doing that and not crowdsourcing stuff, you know, and to be able to have trained people who know what to look for. Like I said, it's not just, you know, 
you know, Billy Bob out there, you know, oh, you know, drawing this map or, you know, putting these waypoints in for stupid stuff, you know, it's legit information, you know, up to date as much as humanly possible. Um, Unlike, you know, which I'll leave any of the other ones unnamed, but unlike any other software out there that, you know, that is at our fingertips. Yeah. Um, So that's super cool that you guys are doing that. How, how has, uh, the expos and like some of these events kind of catapulted you guys as far as like, you know, suggestions that you guys have got from people and feedback and, and, you know, kind of what has been your, you know, different steering, I guess, of the ship based on, you know, expos and what information you guys are getting from people at those events. Yeah. Um, I would say the expos for us provide the most value in terms of one, just brand awareness. We always, always come across people who have, have never heard of us or they may right. mistake us for another <laughs> too. company, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and I always take those opportunities. I find those to be really exciting. I don't even care if they come up to us thinking we're another company because it's still an opportunity to, to educate them and, yeah. and to show us, to show Interact. them product. So, yeah. um, brand awareness is in general is always a big portion of it, but then also we do get to meet some of our members and that is always the most exciting thing when somebody actually walks up and like wants to give you a high five and is like, I, I love your app. I've been using it. I trust it. I tell all my friends about it and there's nothing more rewarding than that moment. And, totally. and that's also of course, when, you know, I'm like, Hey, can you like come over here to the side? Cause I have questions for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, what do you think I about truly, this? What do you think about that? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I, I truly want to know about your experience and I want to know, do you, are you even aware of our newest features? Have you been using them? Um, all those kinds of things. And, and, and sometimes we do glean those neat ideas that somebody's like, you know, have you guys ever thought about doing this? And um, I lately it's been nice because I feel like over the last couple of years at the expos, uh, some of the things that have been suggested to us by those members has been things that we have already had conversations about. And so that again is kind of a, a reaffirming validation of like, Oh, oh yeah. good. We're, we're on the right track, which that's, right. that's huge. We have our, our full-time team is actually quite small. Um, we run pretty lean and, and our founder Todd very much operates on the thought process that if you don't, if you are not part of this community, if you don't have a passion for this, you can't grow our product. And so right. everybody who's on our full-time team is absolutely somebody who has their own rig, has built it out, goes out, uses our product and enjoys this anyways. And so um, it's it kind of goes hand in hand in that we all already love to do this on our own. We're now trying to grow this product even further. And the ideas that we're talking about are in line with what our members are thinking that they want for the future. Right. And so when you put all those together, it's just really, really exciting. <laughs> yeah. The synergy there is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I found that too, you know, with, with us for the, you know, the expo, I mean, I've only been able to make one of the Overland expos a year. And this year I think I'm going to try and do more because every time that we go, even the once a year, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm able to, you know, talk to people. Mm-hmm. I'm able to book so many podcast interviews yeah. and our listenership after this last one went up like 45 percent 
like two days after. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. And all I did was, you know, just walked around and networked. And then I stood at the, (laughs) I stood at the entrance or the exit, I guess one afternoon, like I think on Saturday and I handed out like 200 stickers. I'm just like, Hey, have you, have you, you guys listen to podcasts? Oh yeah, we do. Hey, check this out. Let me know what you think, you know, and I just handed those out. And, um, and that's just so huge. And, you know, for companies to, to attend these events, especially in this industry, because you have such more of a community with overlanding, I, I've felt with than anything else I've been involved in, yeah. um, other than the fire service, I was, I will say, but that's kind of a whole other realm, like, you know, as far yeah. as career, <laughs> but the community that, that the overland, you know, industry has created for us. Uh, I was just talking to, um, Jonathan from Geyser, uh, day before yesterday. And we were talking about that too. And like, you know, how, how many friendships and just, you know, uh, relation business relationships and how many, you know, opportunities it is open for us. And I think that's so great that you guys are there. And I feel you. I mean, it's so great when you have people come up and talk to you and they're like, you know, it's encouraging. You're like the, all the, the work and everything that you put into something and to hear that someone's stoked on it and people are, yeah. are using that app. People are trusting that app. Number one, yeah. um, you know, over anything else. And, uh, cause we all know there's so many, uh, different, you know, ways that you can go with everything with, with equipment, there's, you know, with vehicles, with navigation, with everything right. else. Um, and to be that top player for someone is, I mean, for me to know that, you know, I mean, I don't know if I'm like a top podcast for anybody, but sure. to know that like I'm, <laughs> I'm up there with, you know, something that someone right. listens to on a regular basis. It's like, it, it goes a long ways for you as, as a person, you know, a, a creator and, a developer or, you know, what have you. Um, and, uh, I think you guys are doing a great job at what you're doing. And, and, um, I'm super stoked to see you guys at these events. And I know that, uh, this year I'm going to try my best to make a couple other, I'm thinking about just flying out to a couple, just because I'm not gonna be able to get the family out there, but sure. just to fly out to take advantage of the community and the, you know, the relationship building and the, and the catapulting for the business is, is, is great. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really don't have a business, but for the podcast, you know, but still, cause I think even just on a, on a personal note for me, like I really enjoy going to the expos or just going to um, like rigs and coffee events or yeah. meetups and stuff. I know people sometimes have really mixed feelings on that, but for me, it's still a gathering of, of like-minded people. And like I said, just on a personal level, like I love the expos because I get to see my friends who work for other companies. I get to see what are they doing? I get to check in with them and make sure that they're doing okay and, and be excited and celebrate their growth and their wins with them and then get to make, you know, additional friends too. And that's, that's a huge part of it. And it helps, it especially helps with burnout too, just to not, not reach that stage, you know? Totally. And so, yeah, I really, I really, really enjoy doing those events and getting to talk to our members, getting to talk to other people in the industry and, and yeah, it's just that rewarding moment because kind of like you said, I mean, it, it means, it means a lot to get to put faces to names and get to actually meet people because I mean, even like with trails off road, um, you can always sign up for free and of course, and get, you know, some, yeah. some access to some of our things. And yeah. then we do have a paid tier and those are our, what we call our all access members. And, and certainly when somebody wanders up, um, and says, you know, I've, I've been an all access member for years, like that, 
that means a lot because we're well aware that we're, that we're fighting for for wallet share you know right, like, yeah absolutely um, <laughs> there's there's so many options out there and we certainly don't expect people to um to even use only us like if we're being real honest here people are more than right. likely going to have multiple products that they depend on but the fact that they're willing to you know, spend some of their hard-earned money on us means the world. Just like for you, the fact that anybody, you know, which would spend some of their time out of their day to yeah. listen to your episodes and be excited about it is is really great. And so I was glad when you wandered over and you had your your podcast t-shirt on because I'll admit <laughs> I'm so bad with like actually oh, looking at, like what do you actually look like? Like finding Yo, me a too. photo. Me too, yeah. So yeah, so as soon as you wanted over and you had your t-shirt on, I was like, oh my gosh, Anderson cool. O'Brien podcast. That's so. so cool. Yeah, I was so yeah. stoked to meet you. And yeah. um yeah, I, I completely agree. It's it's almost like uh like you said, I, I love how you put it. It's like um it's almost like recharging your batteries when you get to <laughs> go out and hang out with people who are like minded, who are into the same things you are, you know, have the same passions mm-hmm. about that industry. Um, because yeah, I mean there I'll be honest with you, like this last January, I had a huge uh, slough off of of listenership for some reason, mm-hmm. like after the holidays. And then like come March, it like catapulted again. And now yeah. it's just continuously growing. Yep. Um, but it was like that period of time was like kind of discouraging. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. like what am I doing wrong? What what you know, um I had someone like leave this like crappy review, just some some freaking troll, but still you like <laughs> you know that stuff like sticks in your head, you know? Yep. And, th- and they yep. they mentioned like you know, oh, you you know, you you talk about like political stuff sometimes with COVID and all this stuff. I'm like, yes. yeah, but you know what? Like, this is also something like that's mine, you know. And like, right. if, if you don't want to listen to it, then don't listen to it, you know. But I have I have convictions, I have views on things that I feel like I want to be transparent with people. And mm-hmm. like like you said, which I loved when we were at the expo, it's like sitting in the garage and having a conversation, you know? Right. And yep. when I'm talking to people in the garage, there's other things that I talk about <laughs> other than yeah. overlanding sometimes, you know, right. that you're just like, right. you know, you're well, a complex human being. Totally. Just and like- <laughs> just everything going on in the world, you know, it's like, how can you not like integrate some of that into conversation or, or have concerns or worry or, you know, or trying to want to bounce things off of people because you're worried about them or you're stressed out about them. And right. the same thing with me in the podcast and, and, you know, I take those those reviews and I and I I tell people all the time, and for you listeners out there who are listening right now, it means so much to me to have negative or positive feedback mm-hmm. because the you know the criticism is what makes you better and and what shapes you into who you are. And um, you know, and I took that negative, thank God I've only had one negative review <laughs> so far. <laughs> but I took that negative, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna steer the ship a little bit differently, maybe, and sure. see where that goes. And I'll tell you what. I did and and it's just been growing like so great. And so, you know, sometimes you get humbled and you're like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't talk about those things as much. Maybe there's a little <laughs> bit of a, you know, uh, a sensitive, you know, thing with most people. And it's not to me because I'm a big boy and I'm an adult, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but you know, sometimes you gotta kind of do things differently. And same with business yeah. too. Like if you see, okay, this feature in the mapping software isn't working or we're having some negative feedback about it. Maybe it's something we need to reevaluate. Maybe we don't change it, but maybe we modify it. And that's what I did is just modify things. It's just kind of, you know, I want to be able to, to create something that, that reaches the masses and is super just chill and almost like neutral plane. And sometimes I have a tendency to kind of go like, you know, 
here or there. And like one one analogy that someone gave me, which was just great, and I and I I look at this with business too, is I've been an entrepreneur and owned several businesses over the years too. And one of those things, and with my family as well, is if you've got it's almost like a way scale, like you know, the old banking, you know, way yeah. scales from the eighteen yeah. hundreds or whatever, or nineteen hundreds, you know, where like you got this scale and like where they would lay like everything out. And if you have too much this way and too much that way, you know, negative and positive, mm-hmm. things aren't gonna work. And so you gotta balance those things and make sure they're kind of on the same plane because if you don't, this is you know, taking away from the other thing, right? And vice versa. Right. And and same with family, you know, if you're you know, working too much and you're not spending enough time with family, that's going to affect your family. And you got to kind of bring that back, you know, and yeah. same thing with business, same thing with like what you guys are developing. You got to have that synergy and that like that balance of of options so that number one w- with me, with the over with the the Overland podcast that I don't inundate people with too much of something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't, um, you know, not provide them what they with what they want and what they need and what I feel that I should put out there. And so that's what's cool about being able to balance the podcast with, you know, sometimes I'll do stuff by myself and yeah. I, it amazes me that anybody wants to talk to me or, or, or <laughs> listen to me talk for half hour. But, you know, I've, I've heard from people that have listened to the podcast and like, dude, I love like hearing about trail stories and where you've been and like right. places to go and stuff like that. And I love the interview part, you know, and talking to people like you and in the industry stuff and where the industry is kind of going, because right. since we have passion in this, not only do you want to hear about, trails and camping locations and how to do it but you kind of want to know where things are going to you know absolutely what equipment's coming out what navigation items are coming out and things like that um and so yeah it's just kind of a a cool like way of looking at things just kind of that balance of you know how to provide that content i'm sure you know people like you know do youtube and stuff they think they have to think that way too because you don't want to just be putting the same crap out all the time because people are going to get tired of it and then just whatever you know and then you slough off like like, you know, I did in January and you kind of like, okay, I got to pick up the pieces here and revalue yeah. what I'm doing and, and stuff. But what, what have, has been like, speaking of kind of where the, the direction of the industry, what have been some new locations that you guys are kind of focused on that you want to kind of uh, add as a data set to Trails Off-Road and, and work on uh, here this year? What, what are you guys kind of uh, focused on right now? Really, I mean, and you can even you can you can see it visually just even in in our map. Um, the the broad answer would be to say anything in the eastern United States. Oh and yeah, so, yeah I bet. you know that's not <laughs> yeah that's not particularly surprising. Like I said, we're a Colorado founded company, and naturally, the majority of our content is in the West, and that's purely because of just geographically where we're located, but also because of the sheer volume of public land that's available, you know, pretty much Colorado and everything West of Colorado. So, um, we do, we do, that's not to say that we don't have any content in the East. We absolutely do. Um, but we know that that's kind of one of, that's our weaker area in general. And so, um, even as I speak, our founder is actually out uh right now he let's see he was not at the expo because right now he's doing a two-month stint out east in general and i mean um we were trying to finish up uh some more stuff for like the daniel boone backcountry byway and um we had a couple lingering uh jeep badge of honor trails that we didn't have and so we were grabbing those and i know that you know we were just in I think Redbird in Indiana and um 
I think we might be looking at the Georgia Traverse at some point and it's just all over the place. Right. And so, and we've even kind of had to um, look into the OHV and ORV parks mm. because depending on, on where you live and what part of the country, that's those may available. be a huge part of your life. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know? Totally. Um, and it's that's weird to think a, that way too. Like that's it. Yeah. That's all they have. Like, yeah. Uh, last October, I was actually, I spent the entire month of October on the road and, um, the the very first thing I did was I met Todd and I flew into I flew from Salt Lake into Nashville. Todd picked me up and we headed straight for Windrock um oh, wow. in Tennessee. And and that was my first experience have needing to go into uh an OHV park that you actually paid to get into. <laughs> wow. And you know, like it was such a foreign concept to me. Totally. And it, it was a really humbling experience even because, you know, I was like, wow, I'm really, I grew up in Colorado. And right. so what, I was like, part? gosh, um, I grew up in the Southeastern Plains. So out kind of even closer to Kansas. Okay. Um, and Pueblo guess, out towards that direction? East of Pueblo actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a little town called La Junta. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, I, I grew up uh, with lots of grasslands around me. I grew up going into the mountains with my dad, into the national forests. And so, uh, the, the whole concept of if you want to go, you know, drive around and test your vehicle, you had to pay to get into somewhere because that there's just not as much public land was just very, I really had to shift, um, my mental state. <laughs> it's even, like you're going you know? into Disneyland or something. Seriously, That is so yeah. weird. Yeah. That would be yeah. weird for me too. Cause if ne you never do that out here. It's just like, yeah. Endless. And, uh, so we've kind of been having to to get some of those places and and get those mapped and um in an appropriate way and that also can kind of be a challenge because some of those places are only open you know Friday Saturday Sunday right. and they're busy all the time right. and so how do we how do we stay out of the way make sure we're not inhibiting other people's experiences while we're there trying to do our job and, <laughs> right while you guys are mapping uh, everything out yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's been interesting and and also how do we make sure that we have appropriate vehicles out there to do that because some of those places I didn't grow up mudding um yeah, you me know, like, <laughs> yeah. so some of those places I mean, I know uh, I can't remember. I want to say it was Beasley Knob, actually. Um, we were going to try to get Beasley Knob mapped multiple times, and it kept being closed for rain and mud and various reasons. And we very recently just got um, back into there. Uh, I think I think our controller, Ryan, went in there and uh, got that mapped. But so, so yeah, it's, you know, it's dealing with the weather. It's dealing with the park's rules and schedule. It's dealing with making sure that um, either we can get one of our company vehicles out there or uh, blessedly, some of us have friends across the country that have various rigs that are, that are willing. They're like, just fly out here and we'll Let's take go. my rig and we'll go map and you just yeah. do your photos and stuff, but we can use my Jeep or whatever. And um, we've been very blessed to have some of those friends. So That's yeah, awesome. it's, it's the East has been quite the adventure. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. I know I, same with me. I'm, I don't have any, you know, mass amounts of experience in mudding either. And, um, and I haven't been four wheeling in the East coast area at all or in yeah. Eastern United States. And, um, we had just on the way to expo, actually, um, we have some property family ranch, um, that's just west of Flagstaff. And we went out there to camp a couple of days leading into expo. 
because we knew some weather was coming in. And so usually we'd be like dispersed all around the expo out there with friends or whatever. But I was going to go with the group and um, actually some of our friends from Legends Overlanding and Chase Gentry and uh, from uh, Ford Bronco and uh, some other friends from Topo Terra uh, from San Diego and stuff. We were going to just do this whole big group thing and and like maybe do like a catered like trip with uh, Legends Overlanding. They have like a uh, like a a mobile kitchen that they bring on their trips. Oh, so we're going to do this whole thing, right? Well, then we started seeing this monsoon weather starting way earlier than normal. And I was like, man, with our kids and with everything else going on, I don't know that that's smart. So I was like this, we've been trying to do this every year too. And it's like, it's, it's frustrating because I want to do an event. I want to do something with a group. It's just every time we try and get something going, something comes in the way. And so I know eventually it'll happen. But anyways, this year we went out to the ranch and we we're going to stay out there for a couple of days, go to the expo and then come back to the ranch. Well, we pull a Smitty built scout trailer with a rooftop yeah. tent on top of it. And I got out there and we were probably, we we're probably like 40 minutes off pavement to the gate. And we were probably 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes from the gate. And we got caught in some rain and the roads that go out to our property are, you go through this prairie land, like total flat, like uh, pasture land. And then it goes up into the mountains from there where we're at. And so you have to go through these, these prairie lands at one, you know, one of the ways that we went in and we got like 10, 10, 15 minutes from the gate and got stuck in the gnarliest mud, like up to your knees, deep mud on the, on the trail, on the actual like graded road. Right. It started getting super deep in these sections where it was just so saturated from, I think just, you know, the snow and everything that just melted. And now the thunderstorm's coming in. And I looked in the rear view mirror and the trailer was like to the side like this. And I can Mm -hmm. see like the Smitty built logo on the side of the trail. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh no. No. And all of a sudden it just like the, all the mud and the clay gets caked on your tires so much that they become like slicks. Right. And then you have no traction at all. Yep. Luckily, we're we're partnered up with Radar Tires, and they have a product that's called the Renegade AT Pro. And on the side of the sidewalls of the tires is like so gnarly aggressive. And I'm so thankful that we had those tires on because the trailer slipped into a ditch on the side of the road mm-hmm. and was like dragging the back of the, the truck into the ditch with it. Oh my and I God. stayed. Luckily, I had had it in low four, and I used a track on the four, which is like an assisted um, uh, slip, yeah. you know, um, feature, and those tires i swear if we wouldn't have those tires on and i wouldn't click click that into a track i don't think we would have made it out and i was just on it just like full like throttle trying to keep the truck onto the road while i'm dragging this three thousand pound trailer behind me right for for probably like a hundred yards the most stressful driving experience out of everything i've ever done and we've done uh, we've done so much like we've done fj summit we've done you know everything out on the west coast you can imagine tahoe yep. the rubicon like everything right yeah um for the west coast at least and sure. that was the gnarliest most stressful driving i've ever experienced and it was probably i'm not even talking like maybe 10 minutes of you know five ten minutes of pure terror my i look in my rearview mirror and my daughter's back there praying <laughs> <laughs> my it's wife just- is just like Oh my God. Oh my God. And, uh, you know, and I got my two year old son with us too. And we're in the thunderstorm and we're out in the middle of nowhere. And there's no way that my in-laws were going to be able to come get us because the mud was just too gnarly. Yeah. And luckily we got out and by the grace of God, I got that thing back up on the trail and the the, the trailer and we were able to get the rest of the way up there. And, uh, I'll have to send you a picture 
of the trailer and the forerunner afterwards it was unbelievable actually it's on my instagram if you scroll through i'm sure you'll see yeah, it yeah um but like so much mud that we had to spray off the freaking whole rig when we got to the ranch because there's no way i could even get into the compartments and stuff to camp oh my God. it was so gnarly yeah but, you know that was the the craziest experience i've ever had four-wheeling on an actual like developed road that you that totally looked like it was fine i mean totally looked fine just a few little puddles and stuff but the just right. the, the change in the density of the ground or whatever i just wasn't you know wasn't prepared for it but that's you know that kind of coincides with the trails off-road app you know with those type of trails you guys can you know make those notification or those those um uh you can document those sections right. of the trail like hey this may be soft this time of year or because of rain or because of whatever you know be cautious in this area or write notes or whatever yeah. and that's so awesome and you you don't get that in a lot of other apps you know like um that those you know data points were you know those those um safety uh messages that you can give people because we had no idea and we've been up and down that road a million times Right. With I even drove that same section with an RV in a thunderstorm and never had any issues. <laughs> and I'm in my Forerunner at the beginning of season, like not even the middle of monsoon season. Right. And we almost got stuck out there, and we would it still would have been out there stuck. Like it, the yeah. stuff turns to concrete, and there's no getting it out without you know major equipment, and you got to pretty much wait for everything to dry out, you know. And right, right, because yeah, somebody so much. else went out. Yeah, yeah. even if yeah. someone else went out with the with the winch or whatnot, like what's to say that they wouldn't just get oh yeah, it would be a mess. Stuck. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, just so, an absolute nightmare. But yeah, anyways, yeah, we, but yeah, that being said, the East Coast is you know a a crazy you know, it's a crazy environment that, you know, just it like is. them, they're not used to our side of the country either. I'm sure. You know? It's true. Yeah. You know, that some, somebody who maybe, you know, they, they will in Virginia or, or Pennsylvania or somewhere like that, you know, you, you stick them in the desert and they may not know how to handle sa deep sand or something yeah. like that, you know, you <laughs> yeah. just never know. And, and, uh, yeah, that was definitely that when I got to spend October out there, I, I ended up, I think across like seven States total, um, and it was beautiful because the leaves were changing and everything. It was actually a really great time of year, uh, but it was certainly very different than what I'm used to in like Colorado and Utah, Arizona, everything out here. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. So like being in Utah um, right now, currently, that's where you're at, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, what, what around you, well, like what's your local area right there where you're at? Uh, so I'm, I'm generally in the Salt Lake area. Salt That's Lake where area. I call home base. Yeah. I got some crazy stories out of that place too. Oh <laughs> I'll have to tell you someday guardsman's pass at three o'clock in the morning and pitch dark, not knowing where the hell I was dropping down in a park city. That's and not a road that, was, that you want to be messing around with. Either. Dude, <laughs> I was, know. yeah, it was like, insane. Yeah. Three o'clock yeah. in the morning we dropped from, was it, uh, what is it? Uh, that ski resort just west Brighton. of there. Brighton. Yeah. We we're going mm -hmm. up there. None of the campgrounds were open. And so I'm like, well, we just got to keep going. It shows on the map that we can keep going, you know, and end up in Park City and we'll find a spot in Park yeah. City, which I'm pretty familiar with. And I'd never been on this road ever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it just keeps going up. It keeps going up. And then we get to the top <laughs> and it's like narrowing and there's like this cliff on the right. And I'm like, yeah. I see lights like really down far below us Way down there. I can't see anything other than what's on my lights on my truck, you know, in front of us. We're pulling this trailer. And it was so steep going down the other side. I and Absolutely. I'm off my brakes like pretty well, you know, like I'm used yeah. to driving the mountains. And we got to a point where I had no idea where we were. I'm like looking up above me and there's chairlifts above me. I'm like, oh, 
we're on the resort. Like we just drove down the ski slopes. My God, yeah. you know, yeah. and I stop and I have no brakes and we're just like rolling and rolling it's, and rolling. Yeah. Thank God. Finally, the truck stopped and I like stopped for like 20 minutes to let everything cool down before we kept going. But we ended up getting a hotel at the peaks in, in Park City that night because I'm like, it's three in the morning. We tried to get a spot like in, in like just sleep in the car and the kids is just difficult. So we got a hotel, but my God, that was like the gnarliest, like one of the gnarliest experiences, like driving just, you know, an unknown area and ended up yeah. like going over Guardsman's Pass like in yeah. the middle of the night. You're like, it's, it's not that it's a technical, <laughs> you know, quote unquote trail. No, it's, no. Not, it's a very well graded yeah. um, road. I think it but, was paved your, most of the way. Yeah. Yeah actually and um but to your point i mean like guardsman's pass is so steep it would be it would actually be really incredible to, to do that on like a full moon night oh like gosh. if it was clear yes. with a full moon because everything would just be lit up lit so that up. would actually that would be kind of cool Heck but yeah. um but you're right it's just so steep that even even though you'll you can put yourself in your lowest gear like you really got to pay attention to what you're doing absolutely um and yeah that's that funny sketchy. that was actually one of the first things when i moved to the salt lake area i was i've been here a couple years and when i moved it was april and that year it was um already the snow was gone and so guardsman was open and i was poking around on like google maps and stuff just wanting <laughs> to learn the area and that was one of the first kind of drives that i went for um just to i, I ended up kind of doing a loop i went up and over went into park city i think i went around and ended up kind of down in provo and just kind of did oh, like sweet. this big loop of the mountains but yeah. Uh, but yeah it was gorgeous <laughs> yeah i love that area up there we we spent some time up at uh up above camas um up at moose oh, oh my god yeah the too. mirror the mirror highway is fantastic yes. yeah we camped so. at moosehorn lake for like a week up there and uh, man some of the best trout fishing i've ever ever done in my life is unbelievable yeah, that's um, really why I love being here and in Utah. I, I love Colorado. Colorado will always be home. Sure. Um, but holy smokes, Utah, like, you know, it's it's I've got mountains right there that feel like Colorado. Yeah. I'm only three and a half hours north of Moab. I've got the salt flats in the West Desert. Yeah. A couple hours north, I can be in Idaho. Like it's it's nuts. Yeah, it <laughs> is. So we were driving across the salt flats on the way to uh, Park City and we had driven for 16 hours right like into the guardsman's pass issue er, incident oh my god we had been on the road for 16 hours straight and we had just oh. driven over salt flats and all that and i'm like driving like where the hell are we <laughs> and i'm like looking on the map i'm like oh we're oh my god we're like in the salt flats like you know yeah i'm like, on the moon legit. yeah <laughs> and uh and i'm like oh well i know where we're going we'll find a spot up there near brighton and all that you know no big deal and then everything was closed and we ended up over the side but anyways um what are some of your favorite trails like around where you're at like what's your what's your like top three in your area that you like checking oh, out almighty um i wasn't ready for that one <laughs> <laughs> um no what's some areas have, that you would recommend people check out um i mean so if 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 you were looking like immediately at this the general salt lake area we're actually really blessed to have a lot um that's nearby and now i don't some people say nearby and they think like it needs to be within like 30 minutes. Some people say nearby and that means within three hours. It just right. <laughs> it depends. But right. um, we do have a really great little trail network that is up uh, American Fork Canyon, um, up past Tibble Reservoir. 
there's actually a nice that, that we have. I mean, you can see it if you get onto our website or our app and you kind of zoom in on the Salt Lake area. Um, you'll see it just outside of, of Salt Lake. And we've got a little network mapped in there that actually has a couple roads that are a green that are going to be like a two that are going to be the, the more well-maintained roads um, all the way up to, I think, think I want to say the most difficult thing we have is rated a, it might be a six, either a five or a six, um, probably something like Mary Ellen's Gulch, um, which is gorgeous, but definitely something that you need to take a modified vehicle up. Um, but definitely Mary Ellen's is, is always a, a crowd pleaser if you're looking for something difficult, uh -huh. uh, but very rewarding when you get up to the summit, you're actually, I think you're on the backside of like snowbird resort. Oh, you can see like from, from the summit, you can see the snowbird, uh, some of the chairlifts from the top. It's kind of crazy. And, oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. So that's nice for something very nearby. Um, but then I, a lot of times in the summer, if I happen to be home is when I'm heading up past, uh, like you mentioned, the little town of Camas. Uh, Camas is kind of like your gateway into the Uintas and uh, up getting up into the Uinta. And I don't want to misspeak, but I thought it was like the Uinta and maybe the Ashley National Forest. That's yeah, going to that be familiar, if actually. I get that wrong. <laughs> I think you're right. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I spend a lot of time during the summer up in there and we have quite a few trails mapped uh, up in that area. And I actually did a couple scout routes last season right before the snow moved in that I was like, you know, I'm doing these as scout routes, which if you're familiar with trails off road, uh, you'll be familiar with that type of kind of trail guide. It's like a light version of a trail guide um, when we're just kind of quickly running something and grabbing some quick data on it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's a scout route. And so I did some of those last season, but I was like one or two of them. I was like, I need to come back and do full fledged trail guides for these. Cause they're just really good. Um, in my mind, I I'm always looking for those trails that have a, at least a few good camp camping spots on them. And then right. uh, maybe the have essentials. some nice, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, like, I'm I'm not personally I'm not really a day tripper kind of person. If I'm gonna bother to get out there, then I want to be out there for at least one night, if not you know longer. Right. Um, so I'm always on the lookout for campsites, preferably dispersed, because that's just my style. I don't really like to, to yeah, be with me too. Yeah, else. me either. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a peopley uh, type person. <laughs> yeah, and I and this is probably kind of being blessed with growing up in the West, but I'm always looking for those ones that they climb a little bit and there's some epic view yeah, totally. somewhere too. Uh, so yeah, we've definitely got a few of those up in the, up in the Uintas and there's a lot of lakes up there. And, and like you said, yeah. really fishing. So. I couldn't believe uh, when we were up at Moosehorn, like how many lakes were up in that area and what was crazier to me. And I mean, I guess the name Moosehorn, uh, <laughs> coincides with moose obviously and yeah, i yeah. was driving around up there and i had no idea that there was moose in oh, utah yeah. i was like yeah. what I'm like driving through and i'm like what that? my wife's like there's a moose right there i'm like no there's not i'm like that was like an elk or something she's like no that right. was a moose i'm like no way she's like i swear to god i just saw a moose i'm like okay there's nobody out there right so i'm like i stop <laughs> the highway i put it in reverse and we back up and sure enough there's this massive moose standing there i'm like oh well that that explains why it's moosehorn lake <laughs> like yeah. i can't believe we just saw moose here like I, I didn't even know they came down that far like i thought yeah you think a moose yeah. you're like 
you know, Montana or exactly. you know, Washington or whatever, you know, um, or Alaska or something. You don't think like Utah, right. like, and it's not even like, I mean, I guess it is kind of the more northern, northeastern kind of section of yeah. Utah. Yep, it um, is. Yeah. And so, you know, you just, I don't know, it just didn't, it, it didn't compute that where I was looking at a moose, you know, like, wow. I feel like crazy. everyone will also remember like the, the first time they ever see a moose too. Yes, like, it's yes. such a random topic right now, but, but I swear, like, I mean, the, the first time I ever saw a moose was in Colorado, but I just like, I don't like, I've seen elk. I've seen elk all over the dang place and elk are yeah. very large. Oh my God. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But when you see a moose, like a full grown adult large, <laughs> yeah. whether it's a cow or a bull, like it's like, holy smokes, totally. like they're just, they're immense, immense creatures. They're it's, huge. Yeah. 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 I know. It was funny that uh, we were traveling through Grand Canyon's uh, South Rim one time and my daughter was young. We're like driving from the gate down to our campsite. And my daughter's like, dad, I just, I just saw a moose. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like no there's there's no moose here she's like i doubt i swear i just saw a moose i'm like oh. okay it's the same thing <laughs> stopped and turned around <laughs> and like i'm like what did you see she's like I, it's like right here and i'm like there's nothing here like i don't see anything and we're looking and looking and all of a sudden i see this massive elk come out of the forest oh. and the, the thing was huge i mean i'm talking like horse size like even bigger yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I understand why you thought that was a moose. I, <laughs> I, I'm sorry that I didn't <laughs> believe you, but that totally looks like the side of a moose, but that's an yeah. elk and stuff. But then, you know, when we were in Utah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, it's probably just an elk, like, right. it's not a moose. And then it was, and I felt like a jackass. I'm like, okay, you guys are totally right. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is absolutely a moose. My God, like, holy <laughs> ball, you know, but yeah, yeah. super, super, I, it's so cool seeing that stuff out in the, yeah. in the you know, and outdoors. And that's what's so important about doing this, you know, being outside, trail running, camping and stuff. You do not get to see that stuff unless you're out doing that. And, you know, the, obviously there's some people that are afraid of large animals and being out in the, in the open and camping underneath sure. the, the, the night sky. And, and I see that. But my God, it's so important for you to do that. It's so good for your soul to get out it and experience is. those things that you're just not going to get at home usually or out of your tv or your device yeah i'd rather be out there with my kids showing them tangible things and showing them like what this is all about you know yeah and that's such a huge part of of what we do is is um is facilitating that is to hopefully we can ease some of the nervousness and the concerns about going out, especially if you're just getting into off-roading and overlanding and everything like that. Um, if, if we can provide some clarity for you to put yourself in the best situation possible and, and really, determine, you know, you have to make the personal decision of, of where, where am I, where am I right. in my skill set? Where am I in my understanding of the outdoors? You need to be able to be self-aware enough sure. to, <laughs> to determine that. But, yeah. um, but past that, then hopefully we can help you decide where to go in order for you to have for, for you personally, for your family, for, you know, your spouse, your friends, whoever you're going out there with, um, to have the best possible experience because you knew what you were getting yourself into for the most part. And so then you can focus on having a good time, growing as a person, growing your confidence, all of that kind of stuff. Um, because I mean, I, I, (laughs) I personally get the question a lot of, um, 
<laughs> of are you out there alone? <laughs> right? Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because I'm I'm a single woman and I'm out there on the trails and right. Right. Uh, and yes, the the answer is yes. I personally am out there alone quite a bit. Um, I, I make my personal decisions on how to best be prepared uh, right. for those <laughs> for any situations that may arise. Right. And uh, I'm certainly not going to tell anybody else what they should and shouldn't do or what they should and shouldn't carry. But yeah, your street um, howitzer. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But uh, but you know, I I just. Um, when people ask me that question, you know, aren't you, or do you go out there alone and aren't you scared? And, and I'm like, you know, if my choices are being afraid and not going out or doing my due diligence, uh, trying to understand the area and the situation and being as personally prepared as possible and going out alone, like if it's, if it's going out alone or not going out at all, that's not a decision I have to make. I'm going to go out there. Right. Yeah. And so if, oh, if our product can give people um, some confidence, I'm not advocating for people to go out alone. Obviously that's the general rule, right? Don't go out alone, but <laughs> yeah. people yeah. go out anyways. So right. <laughs> if we can kind of um, help with that, then I think we've done our job really well. I think so too. And, and like I said, I, I think that's such a great feature that you guys provide with the app and you know, the safety aspect of it is huge for people. Um, that pre-planning, um, you know, stage of everything is so important and especially for the beginner and people that just aren't experienced out there. Um, right. you know, I love that you guys are doing that. Um, that being said, where can people find out more about trails off-road and how can they find you on socials and, and the internet? Yeah, for sure. We're kind of, you know, all over the place. So um, we kept it simple. The website is just trailsoffroad.com. Um, you should be able to search Trails Off-Road in the uh, Apple App Store or in the Google Play Store. We we do have iOS and Android apps. Um, but yeah, the best, I, I really kind of advocate for people to go to the website and um, sign up for a free account first. That's totally fine. And poke around and get a good understanding uh, and then you can always find us on Instagram and Facebook are going to be the two main social channels and same thing, just trails off road. Uh, and then we do actually have a YouTube channel. I kind of, <laughs> I forget to tell people about it, which is <laughs> ridiculous because we have some really great video content on there. Um, and we are actively trying to plan uh, to be a little more consistent with it. And on the YouTube channel, you're going to find, um, things that are, you know, kind of like video style trail reviews. Uh, we've got, I think we've got a few product review kind of things on there. And we have some of our longer format videos that are actually quite cinematic and, um, oh, sweet. we'd really like to do some more of that kind of stuff. But like our, uh, honestly, like our top performing video is actually, I think from red cone in Colorado, like week over week, when I'm checking our stats, the wow. red cone video just like <laughs> sweeps everything. That's the one, huh? <laughs> um, yeah. And it's because it's just beautiful. Yeah. And it's one of what we call one of our rites of passage, uh, videos. And then like, we have a really good one on chicken corners and all that kind of stuff. So definitely our YouTube channel is worth checking out as well. Cool. Well, I'll definitely have to check that out too. And, and for our listeners out there, uh, make sure you guys check out Trails Off-Road. Ariana is awesome. If you guys are at any of the expos that she is at, 
definitely make sure you walk, you walk up and introduce yourself. She is so cool to talk to. And, um, I just had a great time sitting and chatting with you guys that day. And, um, and I so appreciate you coming on the show today and all the information that, that you guys put together and the, the effort that you guys put into this for people is just second to none. And I really appreciate that. I know all of our listeners do too. Um, but, um, Thank you so much for being on today and your time. And I'm stoked that we were able to get this to line up and we'll do this again too. We'll, we'll, uh, I'll check back with you uh, later on down the road and, um, and see where you guys are kind of at and, you know, um, and see, you know, what kind of new features are coming and, um, and hopefully we'll see each other at the next expo. Yeah, hopefully I'll, uh, I will say we, as far as the Overland Expos for this season, we did cut back because we're working so hard on mapping trips. Um, so for totally Overland specifically, <laughs> yeah, we we were only at Flagstaff for Expo specifically, um, but we will be at the Teton Overland Show in Idaho Falls. Uh, this is their second year, and that will be in September. Oh, so sweet. we'll be present there. Awesome. Yeah, I might end up going to that one too. I think I... I, I... I'm going back and forth on whether I want to go to Loveland uh, to the Overland Expo or sure. or uh, to, to the Teton one. We'll see. I'm definitely yeah. going to try my best to hit one in the fall. So maybe we'll see you guys at, at the Teton. Yeah, maybe I'll go that'd check be cool. That out. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, hey, you have yourself a great rest of the day. And thank you so much for your time. And uh, all of you guys out there, thank you so much for listening and sticking with us through the end of the episode. And uh, thank you again to Ariana and Trails Off-Road for being with us today. Check them out. They are absolutely awesome. Just great people to work with too. So um, thank you again. And uh, we're going to get on out of here. Thanks, Ariana. Have a great one. Thanks. I'll catch you next time. All right. Take care. Bye. has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western a mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv